on Twitter and on on everything Twitter and TikTok there you TikTok, go TikTok yeah. and this is well, I'm Chris Lopez I'm your union brother on TikTok and Instagram and we have a special guest today we have Satomi here and uh hello how's it going Satomi not bad not bad at all how about yourself awesome you're on you're you're yeah, you want to give a quick introduction of yourself? Not that you need one, because our <laughs> our audience knows all of us and you. So, but but still, but still, for the ones that don't know, this is a tell me. Um, I'm not really sure about that. But, um, so my name's Satomi, um, Satomi Rash Ziegler, um, and I am the managing director at uh, the San Diego Imperial County Labor Council. And I've been in the labor movement for 20 years. 20 years. Close to, two, close to 20 years, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and mainly in organizing, no? Yes. Um, I cut my teeth as a student organizer um, at UCLA. We were organizing um, a student solidarity campaign for the uh, Kiwa campaign for to unionize Ashi Market, which is an ethnic grocery store in LA, Koreatown. Um, and um, one day I was invited to uh, an AFSCME uh, volunteer member organizing training <laughs> in Northern California. And so I went and it's funny because um, I rode with Johanna Hester, who is Johanna, yeah. Yep. We went hiking with her. Um, yeah, she went hiking with us. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's awesome. Um, Shout out to uh, Joanna. Hi, Joe. Um, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everybody listening. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I rode with her, and um, we Michigan, what's that? Uh, basically, you know, born and raised in Southern California, never saw snow until I went to Michigan, really. Like, real snow falling from the sky. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I went out there, went to this place called Muskegon. First started in Detroit, went around, but I was, like, primarily based in Muskegon and organized workers there and um, child care providers there. Um organized one of the largest at the time um, child care provider unions in the United States. A lot of organizers, um, but we did it. Yeah, unfortunately, the work that we had worked so hard yeah. um, to build. But um, yeah, that was like, that was my first real taste. It was just- And how, how long ago was that again? <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> like uh early 2000s. Oh wow. Yeah, it was early 2000s. Um Wow, that was way back. And then um I basically went 
to work for AFSCME 3299 in Los Angeles, organizing student workers, um, you know, after working in the Midwest for a while. And um, eventually made my way back home to San Diego, where I worked as a worksite organizer with uh, SEIU 221. After SEIU, I went to Ohio. Don't ask me why I went to, <laughs> went to Ohio to become uh, an organizing director for a community-based organization and uh, realized that I, the cold wasn't for me. No. Because I moved during the polar vortex. I moved during the What polar year vortex. was that? Was when like pipes were freezing? It was like 2013. Mm. That 2013. Um, ended up coming back started working with UPTCWA. Um, I was basically organizing adjunct professors across mm -hmm. the, the state, so I was flying back up and down. Um, they eventually you know, um, asked me to help with the, their UCSD um, administrative professionals campaign that they were organizing that they been, had been working on for years. Um, and then while that was happening, this opportunity at the Labor Council popped up um, mm -hmm. with under Keith Maddox. And uh, so I took the job, and been I've been with the Labor Council ever since, and recently changed positions um, once uh, Bridget Browning, our new um, EFT, came in. Definitely, and that's where I met Satomi, at the Labor Council. I used to work at the Labor Council, and that's where I, I met Satomi. <laughs> and ever since, we've been really cool. She's been mentoring me on organizing, and best practices and all that good stuff. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have won my first campaign. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's off, too. So well, tell me. I remember seeing you <laughs> for the first time. I think I was started uh, with with my union, um, UFCW. But I saw you. You had a lot of passion. I remember you were at a rally, and I did, like... The 3299 one. Yeah, that was it. It was, like, long, long time ago. And I had filmed you speaking, and I was like, oh, okay. So, so I, of course, I cut everyone out who, who doesn't, you know, who I think, but I kept you in. I kept, um, you know, a few people in. I was like, oh, all right. So. Oh. Then well, thank you for not cutting me, Chris. No, I didn't <laughs> cut you. I didn't cut you. Well, you know, some people are just like, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought it would be a good idea to bring you in, Satomi, because you're, if anybody knows about organizing in San Diego, it would be Satomi. So we're bringing in the. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of like organizing, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, labor approval rating is at an all time high. There's like a big buzz, like it's just sort of going around the country. And, w you know, what do you think? What do you think is like uh, some of the, the things driving that right now? I think a lot of folks, especially younger folks, are done. They're fed up. They, they see what in the old work ethic, right? Of, work until like <laughs> your fingers fall off and brag about not getting any sleep and mm. staying up and working on reports all night and doing this and they're like what that that's not cool like i want a life i want a family i want to enjoy things especially you know in this day and age after this pandemic you know can you say that your work is going to care about you when they laid so many people off mm -hmm. right um you know, people are seeing like what this is and yeah this, yeah, yeah like, like the generation kind of like the starbucks workers that are organizing across the country they're all young people and i think they're the i think personally they're probably like the the prime uh demographic of people to be organizing in the first place because they're young uh they're super idealistic and they have a lot of energy and 
I think that's why Starbucks probably took off as well. And like in cahoots with everything that you just talked about. So that's why they're just going off everywhere. And now all of a sudden, like Home Depot's are organizing, Trader Joe's are organizing. It's just a, a, a an explosion that just happened because of the pandemic. Maybe that, that's the silver lining of the pandemic. It's I, people. Yes, definitely. I mean, if there, if there are any silver linings, that would definitely be one of them. Um, and, you know, I also think this new generation, this younger generation, is, al- is, is also a generation of love. Think about it. Like, you know, when was the last time unions were popular? Well, I, I know, know the approval rating of in labor unions. In t- it, yeah, it was, it's been like yeah. 40%. Now yeah. it's like all-time high right yeah, now. Yeah, all-time high. The last time, th- the highest it's ever been, aside from right now, um, I believe in the 70s. In right? the 70s, yeah. In the 70s. Also about love, right? Like, this is these are generations that learned to, like, love themselves and said, hey, you know, not this Gen Z self-deprecating, like... Yeah. Um, like we have to grind until it hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is about, and that's what organizing ab- is about, right? At the ver- at the at the core of it, organizing is about love—a love for your community, a love for your people, a love for the people that you work with, a love for yourself, for your family, because you want better for them, mm-hmm. right? And you expect better, and you you hope for better, and you work for better, and that's the organizing behind it, right? Like. I mean, people can say you're, you can get angry and people are organizing because they're fed up and they're sick of it, but it's really what it comes down to. I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. not anger, right? Maybe it is. Well, there is no, no, no. <laughs> Everything is beautiful. But no, I think you're right what you're saying about our, the generation is about love and caring and preserving like themselves and community. That's why I think the term like self-love or self-care, self-care. Has, has been a big in everywhere. Like like uh, work-life balance, all that stuff. And I think maybe this is, maybe like social media has a play in it, as in you're on you're on Instagram or Facebook and people are always posting up where they've been, when they travel. So people want, I want that for myself. Maybe they think bigger instead of just being so close-minded, like, hey, this is my life, nine to five, hustle and grind. I can't wait till the weekend to get fucked up. But we can cuss. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we can, yeah. You can cuss. Well, yeah. I'm- because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna stop myself. No, no, just do it. Well, okay. I think I think also on social media, and then you bring it up. There's a there's a lot of cross pollination. People are it's it's easier. You know, you don't have to go to someone's house anymore for organizing necessarily. You can actually just share a post. You can you can message. You know, there's it, there's just so many platforms right now where people are coming together and different ways to support. Is that like support. you don't have to support monetarily or coming out on the pick line, which you should but but like sharing a post or liking the post and and creating awareness of that issue is part of the social media it, it, it is part of it but i would i i think it's a little bit too dangerous to like so much in saying it's this is organizing as well right because mm-hmm. we we don't want to lose the one-to-one aspect, correct mm-hmm. right and that's i think that's the foundation of our work is each one teach one, mm-hmm. like having one-on-one conversations and really connecting with folks and building that relationship and understanding that our struggles are the same, mm-hmm. right? Or similar or tied with each other, within each other. Um, but I, you know, to, to, to say that 
It, well, I think we learned it in the Zooms with the pandemic, like Zoom meetings, Zoom one-on-ones. You don't get the same out of them as you yeah. do when you do in-person meetings and in-person one-on-ones. Well, it's a different connection, mm-hmm. right? It's definitely a different connection, and it's also like Zoom fatigue is real, mm-hmm. and like this internet, like being on internet and electronics is is also it's very different. Like you can have a thirty-minute meeting, ha- it basically be the same as having an, a, a one-hour meeting in person, mm-hmm. right? So pe- and people schedule ended up schedule scheduling things back to back to back. Yeah, because they could, right? And mm-hmm. you know, there was no travel time, but mm-hmm. then so now the boundaries of like you know work and life work life balance yeah are gone yeah yeah i think people are are definitely getting more connected i think labor is you know it is you know you got the organizing me and stuff but you also you know you got to fight for um you know your right to party yeah yeah oh you know me i'm big i think you got i'm big on right to party yeah because you have to you have to work hard and then play hard yeah you know yeah because you have to enjoy yourself and others and and the fruits of your labor is part of that. It's like, hey, look, I work so hard. I'm helping people get contracts, have a better life. But I also want to travel and go out and enjoy the moment. Have a and beer of crack tacos. Have a beer of crack tacos. Yeah. Shout out crack tacos. Yeah. And um, Sorry, I didn't bring any crack tacos. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we, we all want our bread and our roses too, right? That's right. If we want to be able to enjoy life and not have to work 24-7 just to make a living. Mm-hmm. And I and I think like you know how our country is an individualistic country, and there's collective countries like a lot of um, yes. And I think maybe we're shifting on that too, as in like maybe picking yourself up from the bootstraps. It's not the model. It is not the model. That mm-hmm. is a myth. That mm-hmm. is a lie. Like that is like if if I had my Mori Povich voice or button that. That was a lie. <laughs> Seriously, there's no such thing as pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, it's it, it's a fallacy because we the system is rigged. It there is the system it, in this system that we live in in this capitalistic system in this shareholder American shareholder capitalistic system that we live in. It's it's very much there has to be a bottom. Mm-hmm. There has to be a bottom to support the top. And that's that. That's just the way it is. Um, however, I've come to discover, and I, you know, I used to think that you know, capitalism, like it's the root of all evil, because they're you know, people are it's profit over m- people, mm-hmm. and that is not a good thing to me, right? And that's what I associated it with. But when I actually h- took a trip last year, where'd you go? I went to Denmark. Oh, nice, Denmark. <laughs> Denmark. Yeah, it's they have amazing. universal health care. They have 71% union members. Exactly. Whoa. Density. Yeah. Mm, national agreements. People are happy. They have like you four day McDonald's. work weeks. First McDonald's that were organized. Is in Denmark. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. that. The, the, the Nordic countries, Scandinavia. Wait, uh, was the Big Mac $20 like they say? No. Still affordable. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, they. They have this amazing social safety net, and people pay taxes, like mm-hmm. high amount of taxes, and they are a hundred percent okay. They're because like, they know that you know our money is going to support. I might not have children. There, say, you know, people say, mm-hmm. but I know that my money going to pay for people's childcare is going to make our society a better place. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, teaching their folks, and they they 
it started with education because the trip that I went on was part of a graduate program. Oh, nice. Um, and so there was a lot of learning, mm-hmm. like very intentional learning about the society and how we can actually have a better system in the United States. Do you think it's people want, like people, ah, if I don't have children, that's okay. But I know that somebody else is having children and my taxes will go to help that child care. Do you think they're better than us, as in, like, idealistically better than us? Or they're just more educated on, like, hey, maybe, like, if we create a smarter, uh, more vibrant society, then it's going to end up benefiting me at the end of the day anyways. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? I think people are just, they're just, they're educated about this stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, they're taught from a very young age, right? Even, even like... It's it's amazing the Danish in, uh, education system. I was only there for a week. I could have I, I could spend a lifetime there. Really? Yeah, it's okay. amazing. I would highly recommend going to Copenhagen. Looking at their bike infrastructure, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. incredible. They took out lanes like car lanes, and people were upset because Denmark used to be like California. Like really? Completely dependent oh, wow. on cars. They used to be like addicted to their gas. And I oil, love my truck. Right? And they changed. Yeah. And it they're like this little example of how we can actually like make some changes mm-hmm. and they can stick and they yeah. can work. I Did think that no, go ahead. Uh, well, I was thinking like, you know, that's kind of like what's going on, you know, with the labor movement. You're talking about like it's a fallacy. And I want to get back to that point. It's like, you know, they're saying that, you know, you know, uh, the capitalistic system really works, but 70%, I mean, you posted the other day, 70% of uh the population, the paycheck to paycheck. You know, one where they one uh, one uh, one accident. You know, from being being Bankrupt. unhoused. Yeah, it's real. You know, it's real, and and um, you know this. You know, got to work, got to sweat. You got You know, it's it's like well, you know, what about what about the the quality of life? What about you know being able to spend time with your children, your spouse? Oh, you throw know, that, that out the window because one job is no longer enough. I don't yeah. know. I don't know anyone who said, you know, I had a great career, but I had a terrible personal life. Yeah. You know, um, back to the Denmark, 70 percent density, union density out there. And then they have all these other good social safety nets. Do you think it was a labor movement that made it happen? Because I, I come I think that if we have a vibrant labor movement, big union density, then more people are more educated and they have more power to hold politicians accountable. And then they pass legislation that the people want because we have union density. We're just, we're organized. But as opposed to the U.S., it's only like a 12% union density across the country. Uh, and then politicians don't really have to listen to us all the way. They listen to the people that have the money and they control everything. But in places like Denmark and France and a bunch of European countries where the union density is a lot higher than us, do you think it's it's like correlated to people being organized so they the politicians and the political system has to listen to the people because they're organized. I think it's yes. And that's also like a chicken and egg question. Yeah. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially yeah. in Europe because, um, I mean, they have very strong unions out there. We're going to shut this down. You better do something about it. And the government saying, okay, before we're going to, before we can preempt this. And I believe because there was like massive strikes all over Europe, yeah. Denmark actually negotiated these national contracts. Um, yes. 
Um, mm. And, you know, and so, like, everyone from, like, folks to McDonald's workers are unionized, making good money. And, no, they're not paying $20 for a Big Mac. Like yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> people say. Big Mac is at McDonald's. That's mm. <laughs> well, people just throw out that fear. And yeah. um, they can't. They can't. Well, we pay the workers more than your McD- your McDonald's meals are going to be this much more, whatever. It's always the same th- thing all the time to fight minimum wage hikes and um, fear tactics, yeah. division. And do you think a McDonald's worker should be making that kind of money anyways to begin with? It's a kid's job and blah, 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 blah. So it goes in line with all of that. But that's part of the uneducated part that we have in the U.S. where yeah. we need to educate everybody on what's going on. And it, do you think because you were out there for education but do you think um denmark they teach the labor movement and like k through 12 kind of deal because we don't do that here i believe so okay i'd like to think they are um i was there and i actually visited their, their what their equivalent to their afl cio uh-huh <laughs> well, <just> barged in <laughs> like, <laughs> so tell me like, rice like afl cio <laughs> san diego in the program hi i'm here <laughs> know about your your people yeah um but it, they were very, um, uh, very accommodating, very p- super nice about like sharing information and even on, you know, because they're going through because, you know, they, the Nordics used to are heavily rely on like oil and coal. Mm. Um, and so they're going through their own green trans like green transition transition. And um, they're working out, you know, green new like deals, like just, deals, mm-hmm. like just transitions. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's the power that they have. So, you know. Being able to take lessons from them and try to use some of you know mm-hmm. some of the tools or ideas that they had that worked and you know you know hopefully apply them here and see if we see the same results. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, let's bring it to San Diego. I know we're talking like worldwide and big picture ideas, but what about San Diego? Do you think we're in the, the bluest state of the country? I think we're doing pretty good as in strength wise, but uh, we're at what, 11% density here in San Diego, union density. What's our goal? Like, what do you think would make a, fuck yeah, now we're, now we're talking kind of goal of density? Let's see. That's a good question. I'm like, every worker. Every worker, right? Unionized. Even strippers? I'm saying. Every worker, yep. there's dignity in all labor. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Everyone deserves a union. Everyone deserves a union. I well. agree. <laughs> what, about like what about cops? <laughs> what about cops? What about cops? I like cops, by the way, except for this fucked up shit they do. I wanted to become a cop, and they didn't let me because I had a, a record. Um, they didn't let me. Like, you know, like I'm a good guy. I would I would have been a good guy with a gun. Well, that's probably why they didn't. Yeah, they didn't want you because. Yeah. God put you where you needed to be. Yeah. Well, we're doing God's work here. (laughs) We're doing God's work. We're doing God's work. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're we're just going to, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Everyone deserves a union. (laughs) Firefighters are doing good work out there. Teachers, you know, there's a lot of good unions out there. There's a lot of like, yeah, the more I travel, the more I go to these um, conventions and trainings, you meet people from different unions and that's what we need. The cross pollination that Chris Mm -hmm. is talking about. So we understand that. It's not just about our own membership and our own union and our own trade. I'm part of IATSE, a stagehand work. Uh, but I want to empathize with grocery workers, with teachers. My girlfriend's a teacher. I know their issues. And uh, postal workers and firefighters. I think we need more solidarity. That's my opinion. Well, we just like, need to go to McGregor's. We just got to go to McGregor's and so. then talk about labor. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. And, But I think... 
from what I see, sometimes there's a lot of egos and labor. And I think, I think, which is, I, it comes with the territory, I, I feel like, because you become, you, you get power when you become a leader because now that you're ahead of a thousand workers, 5,000 workers, I know we don't want to get in trouble here, but um, I think part of the, to build union density is solidarity. Come out for that grocery worker, come out for that postal worker, that janitor. They're having a fight. They might go on strike um, here in the county. So I think solidarity is because it also means the education piece, maybe, that we don't know what others are going through. I think um, that's part of it. I think it's also people are busy, right? People have a lot going on in their lives. That's true. And it's it can be a challenge to, like, be able to, like, pick and choose what, you know, what you're going to you know, focus your attention on. It can be a little challenging. However, you're right. Solidarity is important. Solidarity is very important, and we need to. I think. I think. It Keep goes talking. Back I'm gonna check on the camera. Keep talking. I, I think it goes back to what you were saying, Chris, about oh, more time at McGregor's. I know you were just kind of joking around, but that's 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 the truth. And I think part of it is. Like back in the olden days, right when mm. unions, like you know, you know, were forming, were I, I think they're strongest. Um, the 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 ties with community were also very strong. Mm. Like your union hall was the community hall, mm -hmm. right? Like you had stuff going on at the union hall. The fam you brought your whole family down. You know, we got to know each other. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna come out because I think you know your. You know, I you know I you know I think your 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 strike is important. Yes, your strike is important, but I c I'm coming out because damn, Chris, this is this is your struggle. Like I feel you. Your struggle is my struggle. Like I see you, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, we have to remember if we're not taking care of each other, if you fall down, if everyone falls down, the ground's gonna be littered with bodies. Go to McGregor's, but what do we talk about? You know, I mean, Juan's come back over here, but we talk about we talk about labor. We talk about hey, you know, how can we make change? You know, hey, you know, let's do a podcast. You know, uh, you know, we just kind of everything's like more and more like organic. And I think, you know, being with people on a more personal level, because you know, I'm obviously, you know, um, people there's trust. You know, people, you know you know, want to be around people and, and be themselves, kind of let their guard down. You know what I mean? And, and I think the more labor is, is, is understanding about other people and, and um, you know, being able to let their guard down and be more, I don't know, like open with, other, with, with people. You know, I guess, you know, sometimes when people are like, oh, I can't, I can't, I don't want to go. Who's going to be there? I can't be myself, you know? And it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Just invite the cool people. Yeah, yeah, cool people. Yeah, people that are on Twitter and TikTok. Exactly. That follow us. I'm like, oh, sorry, Greg. You're not on TikTok? Ah, <laughs> oh, no. TikTok is where you it's at. You get a pass it, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of going, there's a lot of energy. I feel it. Every time I jump on, that's where I learn a, a lot about things that are going on is Twitter. I know they're like, don't get your news off of social media. It's not news. It's just knowing what's going on. For example, last year, the UFW, 
situation that was going on with the farm workers, I literally learned about it on Twitter. Like they just happened to pop up like, hey, we're going to go do the march again. Uh, the Cesar Chavez did in the 60s. And I saw it and I was like, Chris, we got to go join them. And we we're going to call off of work. And then Chris couldn't call off. I was going to call off. And then we planned it to go up there and meet up with them. But I learned about it on Twitter, on social media. And that's like the power that that I give social media is that you could learn a lot. You don't have to be in LA or Sacramento or Delano to know what's going on in Delano. You just follow people and follow each other and build that solidarity. People that are supporting us on these pod on this podcast and on social media are people that we don't even know. That's it's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Like the guy from TikTok. Oh yeah. The guy from TikTok. What's yeah. his name? What's uh, his handle? Five four underscore easy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that guy shout yeah, out. Th thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he made a TikTok. Hey, I just want to let you all know, um, I found this Union or Bus podcast on, on YouTube. Did he say he found he, us on YouTube? I think he found it on... Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. You guys should listen to them. They talk about uh, organizing and unions and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. So he made his own video oh, so giving cool. us a shout out. We don't even know this. Followers on yeah, TikTok. so that's a kind of solidarity that I really... We want to show people mm -hmm. and we're not going to shame people i'm not going to name drop people that are not that but i think i think that's the energy that we're finding ourselves in is people are just doing it organically mm -hmm. yeah and, and you, i know you're bra bragging about twitter because you have sarah nelson following you oh yeah right? sarah nelson okay. follows me on twitter I love sarah nelson. oh she's awesome I yeah. i'm so jealous yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all about twitter now yeah i'll give her a shout out so tell me don't worry um, what about the training that you guys are doing? And oh, I think, yeah. I think, I think that's that's what we need. That energy, that organizing. Somebody has to do it somewhere, and you guys are doing it. Yes, it's the Organizing Institute, uh, the Unionized California Organized California Institute, put on by the uh, the California State Labor Fed, and um, this first one is also co-sponsored by the San Diego and Imperial Counties Labor Council. And we are super excited, and it, we can feel it. Everyone else is, too. Because, mm -hmm. um, so uh, we only have 40 spots, but the spots are filling up really quickly. And we've only gotten you know, positive feedback, folks saying, hey, we, we're interested. We want to participate. Like, thank you for bringing us back. Um, yeah, so it's happening uh, February 24th through the 26th. Mm -hmm. um, super excited. And then afterwards, um, in March, there's a blitz um, for that's going to be focused on UDW mm -hmm. and organizing um, uh, organizing more child care providers into the union. Well, I'm a union representative, but I was kind of excited, so I signed up for it. So oh, I awesome. polished up my organizing skills, too, because I think everyone, uh, you know, no matter what you, you know, everyone's an organizer. A hundred percent. And uh, I signed up for it because I signed up for it. And I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be exciting. Like this year, we're trying to build internally our membership because I was focused on external organizing when I first started here. Now we're focusing. I'm still organizing campaigns, but. I want to focus internally and strengthen our membership within so that we can fight and get a better contract on the next one. Um, our, our Richard, he start, he, he, he's taking the lead with us and we're starting a, a strike fund. Nice. We're starting a strike fund. We've never had one. Now we're starting one because he understands. I think, you know, what company yes. it's going to be a fight to get a real contract, yes. like one that they deserve. So we're preparing for that. So, that, that in and of itself will send a very strong message to that company. Mm -hmm. Encore. 
whatever. Watch yourself. Uh, watch yourself. And that's why we're. <laughs> that's why I'm bringing along a few of our staff to attend to strengthen ourselves, so we understand and get those tools, and strengthen that unit and our membership. So when it comes down to that fight, we're ready. And it comes down in a couple years. You know that encore. They're listening. They're always yeah. listening. Yeah. So, but it takes that. You know, training and that education piece to strengthen the union because we don't have all the information no we don't um but we learn it we learn it as organizers that's our job is to we're i mean we wear many hats right we're Mm -hmm. detectives because we're trying to find out information and understand what the problem is we're we're problem solvers and we have to be creative problem solvers Mm -hmm. not just your ordinary like one plus one right Mm -hmm. no like this bridge washed out like how are we gonna get from point a to point Mm -hmm. b type like problems um you know we are uh, sometimes therapists like listening to you know workers you know concerns issues and 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 sharing and holding space for folks and that's really important because with one-on-one organizing it's not just a transactional thing mm-hmm. right real organizing is transformational it's really building it's based on relationships trust-based relationships mm-hmm. so when you're building like it's important that you're building trust along with it right mm-hmm. and like it's it's real so when you're when you say i'm gonna follow up with you you really need to follow up with that person mm-hmm. right you really need to like and people know when you're bullshitting yeah like, honestly yeah. like People know when you're bullshitting, so mm-hmm. ju- it just just don't do it. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, in advance, everyone listening out there, don't bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> just be honest, right? You know, if you don't know the answers to questions that are being asked of you, let them know. Say, you know what? I'm human. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I will find out. Mm-hmm. Well, let me try to find out and get back to you, and you actually get back to that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, basic organizing tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's important. You got to go back to the basics sometimes. We lose ourselves. All the time. Like the, the, the basics foundation, right? If, you're, if your foundation is cracked, boy, your house is going to fall in through the, to the, through the ga- ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you always have to make sure. So like organizing trainings, like this organizing institute that's coming up are very important. And I constantly have to revisit like organizing, especially since I'm not in the field right i'm still organizing but in a different way but since mm-hmm. the context has changed i have to think about it in or- or- organizing in a different way um but anyways yeah no kind of that's true going back to the basics sometimes like and sometimes you don't win every campaign like i lost my last campaign and it humbled the shit out of me and and it's okay to go back to the basics and and then there it's like one battle but the war it's still there kind of deal. Like the war is forever, I feel, in organizing because we're against workers and, and workers organizing, union organizing. You're against the multi-million, billion-dollar industry, whether it's corporation, corporate greed, Wall Street, you name it, politicians. And then um, we're fighting the history of everything. I feel like in organizing, if there is a worker, yeah, but I had the bad taste of it in my mouth because there's other union and this and that. You're fighting all of that. You're like... Un, you're 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 teaching people to unteach what they've learned maybe on some along the way because we've learned a lot of bad things about unions along the way a lot of bad propaganda and then you're teaching them the right things about unions and the history so it's kind of like you're a professor you're everything sociologist when you're organizing oh, 100%. many hats many many hats I, right? I I see like 
labor right now, and I, I see it on social media, and I see it, you know, on the picket line. I just think uh, labor, people are coming together as a people. That's what I see. Like, the labor movement, like, we're, we're a people. And it's getting back to kitchen table economics and not so much the dis, uh, divisive, divisive issues that separate labor. You know, I, I, think, I think when people think, hey, you know, 70%, you know, keep it, keep it real. 70% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, how many people don't have health care in this country? How many people don't have, how many children don't have health care? I mean, there's something wrong here. There's a lot wrong, right? And it, we need better policy. Like, 70% of the people want to organize into unions, but why don't they have unions? Mm -hmm. Because corporations are notoriously anti-union. <laughs> notoriously. And they will do everything they can to make sure that the union is not in their shop. They get away with stuff. Or, like, the remedy is, oh, you fired this person, right? You ruined their lives. Like, you messed up their, basically, their, their whole situation. Well, put this posting on the wall. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that term I saw, you know, it's, uh, it's legal for a price. So they do all these, these, these things. Uh, they might have, uh, you know, fines or whatever. But, you know, how's that going to affect, uh, you know, Home Depot? Or how's that going to affect Walmart? Because I'll hear you're going to yeah. put this little posting up and here's a fine. I mean, you know, and so they, the companies are looking at it. Hey, you know, it might be against the law, but it's legal for a price. Yeah. Basically. And so here's the deal. So federally, it's a little bit challenging, right? Because we know what's going on federally. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but in California, one of the most progressive states in <coughs> the United States, like we have the ability, I believe we have the ability to make our own laws yeah. that, can, that have teeth. And, you know, right now, it, the state labor movement is being led by a very, I believe, a very organized, seasoned organizer. Mm -hmm. And I believe she's the person that is going to help move shit along. Shout out Lorena Gonzalez Fletcher. Yep. Yeah. No, I think so, too. Like, even in that meeting, I feel it. I feel the energy every time I see her post because I, I follow her on. I follow everybody on Twitter. And she she hey, if you're a if you're a Democrat seeking to get the endorsement of the Cal Labor Fed, make sure you go to the COCs first and follow the process. So she's holding these things accountable before they start doing it. I feel like she's already putting it out there. I'm labor. And if you're going to come into think the labor's it. house, Why was she so effective in the assembly because she's an organizer. Mm hmm. Hands down. Yeah, definitely. Um, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And we have a lot of policy to change. And part of that is electing people. And one of the things I'm excited about um, that we'll be working on, working to bring at the Labor Council, is a campaign and leadership school. Um, we're going to throw an organizing school there, but I think with the, the uh, we'll, we'll see, depending on... Um, what happens with uh, the uh, Organized California Institute. Um, but as far as the, the campaign and leadership school, like developing, I identifying, recruiti recruiting, and developing work rank and file um, members to run for office, right? to run for boards and commissions, right? To take, to take over positions that our folks as like working folks should be in, right? So that their voices can be heard. So our voices can be heard, mm -hmm. finally. Because part of the problem is 
when we elect some politicians, right? When we help get some people into office, they'll shake our hand one day and then turn their backs on us the next. Mm -hmm. But our belief is if we start building from within, building our bench as labor, right? And developing our folks because we have very capable folks, very smart folks, very passionate folks that are willing to put in the work that care about their their families, their workplace, their communities, um, and that actually want to make effect and you know want to affect positive change, and remember where their roots are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was on the picket line for four and a half months, and it changed me. You know, kind of you look at things differently. I've gone to Colorado. You know, uh, running picket lines in the snow. You know what I mean? It's it's there's something about you know, being a part of, of, of the labor movement or, or, or something. I, I just, I think right now, this, what you're talking about, it's the time. It really is the time. I mean, what, who, this isn't 2009 when the approval rating was 40%. I mean, it's oh 71%. Yeah. What's Congress's approval rating? 22%? I mean, this is, this is it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good stuff. I think we have a lot to work on, and, but we need people, leaders like you all in the mix that have uh, labor in your blood, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff, so that we can have a strong backbone and foundation when we build labor in San Diego and in California and across the country. Mm. I want to talk a little about the, the ADEMs. Well, do we have time, Satomi? I know she's already <laughs> looking at the clock. I was going to ask Satomi if she wants to do one last, oh, okay. like, if there's, or, or if you have time. What's no, to you, I, just, I just wanted to, you know, it's, it was interesting uh, having the, the Labor Council helped organize that. That was really cool. With Once the again, like we could thank Lorena for that. Yeah. Um, she put out the call. And, you know, as much as I get frustrated with the parties sometimes, um, just in general, no one in particular, um, but she's right. We, it's part of it is, is, you know, we have to organize. And she called on the uh, CLCs across the state to do our part, so we're doing our part, mm -hmm. and um, start, you know, we had our own slate, um, and it had been since, what, 2019? Yeah. Since we last run it, ran a slate. Mm -hmm. And the ADEMs are delegates for the DNC in California. Yeah, I didn't and know, I didn't, I mean, until, uh, I mean, endorsements of the Democratic Party for uh, people. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. But I just want to state for the record, labor is not Democratic. It is democratic. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we'll <laughs> cut that out. It's not, it's not the party, right? No. And yeah. labor's not tied to any party. I want to say that labor is about working people, mm. right? At the end of the day, and whatever candidate, like, I, I'm not trying to, like, tie my organization to, like, one party or another, mm -hmm. but I just want to say that the candidates that are going to support workers, period, are going to get our support, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have members that are Republicans, independents, whatever. Republicans. Yeah, and, and you know, I was on strike for four and a half months. Like I said, I had thirty-five people walking on the line the last day, and half of them were Republicans, half of yeah. them were Democrats. But so being involved with Adams and the Democratic Party, it's not—it's not them changing us; it's us changing them, shifting them more yes. worker-oriented, yes. influencing to benefit the worker at the end of the day. 
Yes, it's amplifying worker voices within mm-hmm. the party, and that's important to us. Yeah, yeah. That, I always used to say that, like, yeah, we need to infiltrate everywhere and everything for the yeah, worker. I know it sounds bad, but but I'm wearing a black hat that has an American <laughs> flag on it, so I think it makes sense if I say it. <laughs> if it comes it's from optics, yeah, it's optics, <laughs> oh, optics somewhere. But definitely, any last words, Satomi? Thank you for coming on the show. I know, I know you're super busy, and you just had a second kid. Awesome. Can we say that? Yes, my oh. my FOMO baby that is in the ninety fifth percentile for height and weight. <laughs> 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 he's so cute. Yeah, he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's all smiley and happy all the time. That's good. Yeah. Has a good temperament. Yes. Right. Not like my daughter. <laughs> but she's gonna run the world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she's gonna run the That's world. That's awesome. Much. Yeah, but okay, cool. Well, yeah. Um, so find us anywhere. Uh, union organizer over here, and we have. Your union brother on mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram. And Satomi. You're on Facebook. You're on, I'm Facebook. on Facebook. I have a Twitter. You have a Twitter? Yes. I'm not, a, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Juan's better on Twitter. Yeah. Well, you got Sarah. Sarah Nelson's Nelson following me. So. That's wild. I know. Yeah, I never. <laughs> I haven't posted on anything in such a long time. Yeah. I always say, this day I will post because I have so many pictures that I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And I like <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should do this one. Yeah. yeah maybe I should post good definitely cool all right so tell me well thank you for joining us um and yeah everybody you can find those on those handles and we'll be we'll be putting this one out pretty soon yeah we're on spotify what? we're on spotify we're on youtube we're on, YouTube, we're on facebook. facebook we're everywhere we're everything okay yeah <laughs> like god all right, okay. all right maybe, cool. maybe not like yeah. that <laughs>